Hello, listeners and fellow explorers. This is Living in the Sprawl's lovely and talented producer slash fiance, Lisa Lowe. I wanted to thank all of you for your constant support of the show. As a new podcast on the scene, the number one way to support the show is to rate, review, and share this podcast with everyone you know. Many of you have been doing this and it has helped immensely. You can also check out our website and the show notes for other ways to support the show. We have new merch on our website, and we are working with companies that we currently use ourselves to get discount codes for our listeners and support the research and work we do for the show in the process. These companies include Every Table Meal Delivery Service, which offers delicious, cost-effective meals delivered straight to your door. Just CBD Store, which offers great-tasting CBD-only gummies in a variety of flavors, and Miss to Mrs. Boxes for Brides-to-Be. My sister Jennifer surprised me with this box when I got engaged, and it was the most perfect, thoughtful gift. You can also support us on Patreon and Podfan. Please check out the website at livinginthesprawlpodcast.com for updates on companies we are working with, our testimonies, links, codes, and new Living in the Sprawl merchandise. Again, thank you to all of you, our lovely listeners, for tuning in every week and allowing us to do what we love. Without further ado... Your humble correspondent, John Steinberg. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Living in the Sprawl, Southern California's most adventurous podcast. I am, as always, your humble correspondent and host. My name is John Steinberg, and sitting alongside me, as always, is my lovely and extraordinarily talented producer-slash-fiancé. Her name is Lisa Lowe. We bring to you today a tour of some of the most exciting, interesting, dare I say unique, certainly worthwhile Los Angeles dive bars. These are places that decidedly do not suck. So what exactly constitutes a dive bar? Well, the term was coined in the 1880s to describe establishments that were set up in converted houses, in basements, and in other places that have kind of dodgy reputations. And if you were attempting to enter into one of these dodgy locations, you were kind of diving into a different world, a less conventional world, a place where not everyone is going to know your name because they're not supposed to, because you are indeed attempting to be anonymous. Dive bars have a long and illustrious history in the City of Angels, And we will be venturing from the east to the west, from the beach to the mountains, as we scrutinize and proclaim our adoration for the 10 most interesting, exciting, and unique dive bars in Los Angeles. And we're going to begin on the west side in sun-soaked Venice, where we stop in for a pint at Townhouse Cocktails, which has been around since its founding in the year of our Lord, 1915. So quite an astounding run. This place has everything that you're seeking when entering a dive bar. Number one, it's dark. Number two, the seating situation leaves a bit to be desired. 
Number three, the ambience is predicated around the idea that a place doesn't really require an actual ambience. This is stripped down, bare bones, amazing in its authenticity. Townhouse is not a place where you're going looking for a night out that'll end with one of your friends doing a terrible karaoke version of Frank Sinatra's My Way. This is a place where you're going to get an inexpensive cocktail and some better than they need to be bar nuts. When a bar has successfully charted the course of modern history such that the place has actually been around for a hundred plus years, you know they're doing something right. And indeed, this is exactly the case at Townhouse. So sidle up to the bartender, ask for a cocktail made with well liquor, and enjoy a genuine throwback experience that contrasts quite nicely with the loud, energetic, in-your-face vibe of West Hollywood, Silver Lake, and certain parts of downtown. So, at number 10 on our list of the most unique, interesting, worth-your-time dive bars in Los Angeles, Townhouse Cocktails in Venice. At number 9, the King Eddie Saloon in downtown Los Angeles. Place hasn't been around quite as long as Townhouse, but it does come close, having opened its doors to the public in the 1930s. So if you read about the King Eddie, you'll undoubtedly come across a review mentioning that the bar is on Skid Row. Well, yes and no. Definitely not a place that you want to be wandering around aimlessly at 11.30 p.m. on a Saturday. But this is not Skid Row in the sense that the streets are entirely dedicated to tents where things appear to get a bit lawless from time to time. So disregard the Skid Row stuff for a moment and embrace the old-timey, divey with a capital D aesthetic of the King Eddie Saloon. Kind of reminds me of the bar, the Alibi Room, from Showtime's 11-season-long running Shameless. Charles Bukowski, one of my favorites, was said to be a regular at the King Eddie, although... This is hard to actually ascertain because Bukowski was said to be a regular at like 200 different bars all across the city of Los Angeles. But given the fact that he lived for a time in the Bunker Hill section of the city, it does seem probable that he would have frequented the King Eddie Saloon from time to time. The type of place where you walk in and the first conversation that you overhear is between two gentlemen in their late 60s to 70s who seem to be talking about a concert that happened at the Greek theater in the late 1970s where I guess Ringo Starr was playing. And you walk in and you sit down and you think to yourself, wow, these guys are genuinely rehashing a Ringo Starr concert from the 1970s. I have arrived. You'll be able to get all the finest liqueurs that dive bars typically carry. And by finest, I mean, of course, 
some glorious Pabst Blue Ribbon, Jim Beam, and bottles of tequila that seem to be labelless. The King Eddie does not offer food, so you are definitely there to grab a cheap whiskey and a story to tell your friends later about the two weathered-looking gentlemen recounting their exploits at the 1979 Ringo Starr Show at the Greek. Original, old-school, divey, 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 dive bar. The King Eddie Saloon in downtown Los Angeles at number nine. At number eight, Hollywood's famous Frolic Room. This was seen in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in a brief flashback where Leonardo DiCaprio's character gets into a car accident kind of at the beginning of the movie. This has been around since the 1930s, located directly next door to the Pantages Theater. It's hosted a veritable who's who of entertainment industry players over the course of its many successful decades in this highly glamorous part of town. The bartenders don attire hearkening back to the 1930s. It might be bow ties and it might be vests. But the people who work at the Frolic Room will definitely make you feel like you've traveled back in time to the Hollywood of yesteryear. Imagine sipping a rum and coke next to Gregory Peck or downing a tequila sunrise sitting alongside the immortal Barbara Stanwyck. The Frolic Room is a terrific place to fuel up before any show at the Pantages or the nearby Egyptian. If you're coming from out of town, this is definitely a place you'll want to stop. Great photo spot with iconic signage out front. There's actually a picture of Charles Bukowski nestled on a wall right behind the bar when you walk in, telling you that indeed you're at the right place. At number eight, Hollywood's The Frolic Room. At number seven, the backstage bar and grill in Culver City. Like the other establishments that we've mentioned so far on this episode, this is a place with a lengthy historical past tied directly to the evolution of Los Angeles as a whole. It's been around for over 80 years, and unlike the previous entries on this list, does offer a selection of culinary options to help soak up the alcohol. Indeed, they offer a burger that is much better than it needs to be. And interestingly, Backstage Bar and Grill is now the official Seattle Seahawks outlet in Los Angeles. So if you're a fan of Russell Wilson or the Seattle Seahawks, then indeed get yourself to the Backstage Bar and Grill on Sundays when the Hawks see action on the field. The bar is located directly across the street from the Culver Hotel, Culver Studios, and MGM. 
It's said that during filming of The Wizard of Oz, many of the munchkins would venture across the street after filming to get themselves pints and shots. The lighting isn't great, but you already know that before entering. The backstage bar and grill offers a really fun trip down memory lane while also keeping things contemporary, what with all of the Seahawks fandom surrounding diners and drinkers alike. For a dose of nostalgia along with your bourbon, check out the backstage bar and grill in Culver City. At number six, Urkel's in Manhattan Beach. When we think about the South Bay, there's a decidedly happening fast, young people out and about carousing and celebrating their youth. While Urkel's, no relation to what you're probably thinking, has been around for many decades, the bar caters to that young, hip, happening crowd So if you're interested in a faster paced night out or day in, this is the spot for you. The Urkel Burger is famous among Manhattan Beach locals and the drinks are as alarmingly inexpensive as you would hope for. Urkel's embodies the spirit of South Bay nightlife. The music's gonna be a little bit too loud. It's kind of crowded. People seem impossibly skinny, and yet everyone appears to be having a grand old time. There aren't a lot of frowns on the faces of customers at Urkel's, and if you'd like to sample a bit of what has turned this ritzy beach community into a veritable hotspot, check out Urkel's Cheap Drinks, Fast Times, Life Well Lived. Number six, Urkel's in Manhattan Beach. And number five, Shay J in Santa Monica. The bar has been around for over five decades. It was a favorite of Dennis Wilson from the Beach Boys. Was mentioned in the Apple series, Mr. Corman, and served as a routine filming location for the Amazon Prime Billy Bob Thornton vehicle, Goliath. There's sawdust on the floor. Those peanut shells, don't worry about the trash. Someone will clean it up later. It's fun. It's festive. It's a bit weird and out of place in Santa Monica. And this is exactly why you're here. Cheap drinks, an old school vibe. Shade J is a West Side institution that has catered to customers since the 1960s. As interesting an experience now as it was when the place opened, come in for a shot of rum and a fascinating conversation with somebody that remembers how much fun it was playing Atari. Shay J in Santa Monica, really the best of the West Side. Strange and totally worth your time. Shay J in Santa Monica on Living in the Sprawls list of the best, most unique, interesting, definitely worth your time dive bars in Los Angeles. At number four, 
North Hollywood's Immortal Tonga Hut. I wanted to put a tiki bar on the list as a reflection of a different kind of dive bar experience. When you contemplate a night out at a tiki bar, images of rollicking, relentlessly loud patrons downing Mai Tais and zombies probably come to mind. But this is what makes the Tonga Hut so uniquely Southern California, more specifically the San Fernando Valley. It's a tiki bar that is really better described as a dive bar. Yes, you can absolutely order some powerful concoctions, Mai Tais, zombies, you know the drill if you've ever been to a tiki bar. But in addition to the tremendously strong spirits, you'll also get a dose of dive as the nondescript nature of the place might reasonably make you question, am I in the right spot? And indeed, you are. This is the oldest tiki bar in Los Angeles, having set up shop in 1959. It's Nowhere near as famous as Tiki Tea in Los Feliz, but if it's a dive bar-esque experience you're looking for with a splash of tropical, North Hollywood's Tonga Room is the only place where you should be throwing them back. It's the valley, so you know it's going to be a little bit weird, and when you combine the fact that this is a tiki bar, the oldest tiki bar in the city... The bartenders are not particularly friendly, but that's okay. You're looking to be left alone anyway. For a quintessential tiki bar slash dive bar experience, head to North Hollywood and the Tonga Room to have your thirst quenched. At number three, Ye Rustic Inn in Los Feliz. Unlike the other dive bars that we've covered over the course of this episode, Ye Rustic Inn has some phenomenal culinary options. Indeed, the chicken wings here are among the best in the entire city. So what the place lacks in glitzy, spotlight, gold-encrusted luxury, it more than makes up for with its food. If you walk in and feel a decidedly ambiguous vibe, well, then you've arrived. See, part of the beauty of a dive bar is they aren't totally looking to separate you from a large amount of money. Clearly, the owners and the people who work at dive bars are there because they love it. They aren't seeking to become multimillionaires by operating places like Ye Rustic Inn. They're looking to create a vibe, an experience, a night out that customers can forever remember. So yeah, the staff isn't as friendly as you'd probably find at your local Applebee's. But the chicken wings, the modestly priced cocktails and selection of beers, and dark, dimly lit interior make this an ideal dive bar to check out while in the City of Angels. A great place for competitive games of pool and watching the Trojans or Bruins or whoever you choose to root for on Saturdays. You Rustic Inn is an outright classic and I recommend you check it out immediately. At number two, the HMS Bounty, located in Koreatown. 
The bar has been around since 1962, setting up shop on the ground floor of the former Gaylord Hotel, now apartment complex. This nautically themed watering hole makes patrons feel as though they're on a Royal Caribbean cruise. One of the stranger, and stranger in a positive way, experiences that you're likely to have in Southern California, HMS Bounty is somewhere between a princess cruise and the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disneyland. If that's your speed, there's no better place to check out than this establishment. You aren't going to hear Ariana Grande on the loudspeaker or be asked by a waitress if you'd like to try their version of gluten-free hummus, but you will find some fantastic, very reasonably priced cocktails, beers, and even wines at this Koreatown dive bar. If you only have one day in Los Angeles and one opportunity to check out a dive bar, this is probably, from an objective perspective, the place to check out. It's very famous, very strange, and you can have a very good time for not much money. HMS Bounty embodies all of the things that we love, appreciate, and laugh about later when we contemplate the idea of a dive bar. Okay, we have arrived at number one, which takes us back to downtown Los Angeles, where we stop at the century-old Golden Gopher on 8th Street. When I resided in this part of town, this was easily my favorite dive bar. It's been around since 1904, having obtained one of the first liquor licenses to be granted to a business in the city of Los Angeles. Operating under its previous name, the Golden Sun, the bar on 8th Street has dazzled customers since the Taft administration with its low-key vibe and moderately priced beverages. It's been used as a filming location for music videos from artists like Taylor Swift and Chris Brown and stands out as a true downtown landmark. The food isn't wonderful, the seats are adequate, but the vibe is exactly what you're looking for when you enter a dive bar. The Golden Gopher might reasonably make you think of the University of Minnesota, but it is, without a doubt, 100% Los Angeles. You'll find creative types, young professionals, and a seemingly endless crop of people looking to have a good time. The Golden Gopher is, I think, the best dive bar in the entire city. Check it out. You will not be disappointed. Okay, that is going to do it for Living in the Sprawl. want to thank everyone for their continued support. And there are a couple of very easy ways to express your support for the show. Hop on Apple, iTunes, give us a five-star rating, write something nice. Those types of things help to drive you up the charts, expose you to a wider audience, serve as kind of the lifeblood of a podcast. We invite any and all commentary, 
So send us an email with suggestions for episode topics, things that you would like to hear covered on a forthcoming episode of the show. Any and all feedback is greatly appreciated. And you can write us at livinginthesprawlpodcast at gmail.com. The Instagram handle where we post photographs from all of our adventures is Living in the Sprawl Podcast. Our website is where you can find Living in the Sprawl merchandise from fantastic mugs to stickers, magnets, and our very own guide to the best of the sprawl. We've actually put out a guide that you can purchase with quick links to many of the topics discussed over the lifespan of this podcast so you don't have to go back and comb through old episodes looking for that special recommended spot to check out. We also are offering our services as sprawl guides in the form of a telephone concierge service. You give us 20 minutes of your time, we will give you a cheat sheet to the exact kind of experience that you're looking for within the realm of the Southern California sprawl. And again, thank you everyone for listening to the show and leaving us great reviews and all of your support. We do greatly appreciate any and all of it. So, on behalf of my lovely and talented producer slash fiancé, her name is Lisa Lowe. I am, as always, your humble correspondent and host. My name is John Steinberg, hoping all of you enjoy the best of Southern California as we look forward to seeing you on future episodes of Living in the Sprawl. Southern California's most adventurous podcast. We will see you next time.